Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Cobb's Corner. I'm your host, Morgan Cobbs. On today's episode of Cobb's Corner, we're going to be reviewing Elf. Elf is a 2003 Christmas classic directed by Jon Favreau and starring Will Ferrell and Zoe Deschanel. Raised as an oversized elf, Buddy travels from the North Pole to New York City to meet his biological father, Walter Hobbs, who doesn't know he exists and is in desperate need of some Christmas spirit. The movie is directed by Jon Favreau, as I mentioned before. It is written by David Berenbaum, stars the aforementioned Will Ferrell, along with James Caan and Bob Newhart. Let's go to Cap's Corner. So, I personally think this movie is just, it's really a fun movie to watch around the holidays. Like, it's definitely a Christmas staple of mine. I mean, feel free to, comments down below, like, let, let me know. Well, I, I recognize that this episode will be coming out in uh, June. It, it is currently, as of the recording of this episode, it is June of 2023, and we are not in the Christmas season, you know, it's been six months after last Christmas, we still got six more months to go uh, until Christmas, so really this was kind of my first time watching a movie out of season, um, but anyway, on with the um, highlight reel, so this movie, it follows a baby who is uh, put up for adoption at birth and makes his way back to the North Pole and with with uh, Santa Claus and he's raised as an elf so pretty much he's technically a human but he's raised by elves he's in an elf world and you know we see growing up how he kind of will fall behind any of well like fall behind in like the toy making which is an el every elves dream uh, he's giant in the shower and he's like the biggest one in his class and so clearly he's not an elf you know clearly you know he's like the tallest person in the north pole with the exception of maybe San of maybe santa claus and, and yeah but but all, all he's known is this elf world he even has an adopted father who uh who took took him in and and, and, and yeah, he just kind of lives his life in the North Pole. He never leaves. Uh, but then, upon finally realizing that he is in fact a human, Santa sends him to sends him to uh, New York City. But again, he's not really that <laughs> keen to like the ways of like Western society and the ways of like the world, even because he, again, he's never left the North Pole. He makes his way down to uh, to New York. <laughs> And, you know, I think that's really when, like, the laughs start, you know. I mean, I mean th th this movie's very, very quotable. Like, there's uh, the whole line, like, Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. 
makes it to New York. He starts eating gum off the street. <laughs> he starts, like, running around, like... Now, revolving door, you see now, if I ever own, like, an office building, if I ever own any building that has a revolving door, I would definitely like to... Okay, and I'm saying this as an adult, not even as a child. Just run through that revolving door and just keep going and going and going. <laughs> or just to, like, have a revolving door and just, just, just for that purpose. Not for, not, not, not for walking in and out of, like, buildings or anything. Like, we're just gonna have a revolving door just to... As, like, a merry... As, like, an adult roller coaster kind of thing, you know, you just adult merry-go-round or tilt-a-whirl, you know, um, but, yeah, then, uh, he finally actually tracks down Walter Hobbs, you know, oh, and the elf's name is Buddy, you know, he goes by Buddy, so Buddy tracks down, tracks down the elf, track, uh, excuse me, tracks down Walter Hobbs, and uh, this is what happens when you stop scripting your episodes, guys. Um, <laughs> and tracks down Walter Hobbs, who is his birth father. Um, he's his birth father who fell in love in high school. And Buddy's mother had put Buddy up for adoption at birth. And Walter Hobbs has lived his whole life not even knowing that Buddy existed. Um, you, know, you know, Walter Hobbs, he, he works at a publishing company at the Empire State Building. And, you know, after him, after Buddy shows up and says, like, you're my dad, and, you know, he starts singing this song off the top of his head, and he's like, guess what? I love you. I love you. I love you. It's like, they think he's like a Christmas gram. He's, and then, and then Walter's like, I mean, most people just kind of put my name in Jingle Bells or whatever, but, you know. <laughs> so Buddy's escorted out by, um, security, and they tell him to go back to Gimbal's. Now... Generation Gap. I don't remember Gimbal's, like, the department store. Like, I, I don't remember there ever being a shop called Gimbal's. I know that it exists because of this movie. And I'm not sure the exact year that Gimbal's went out of business, but it was probably around the time of this movie that this movie came out. This movie came out 20 years ago. So maybe Gimbal's was out of business either 2003 or 2004. Um, or before that. So... My guess is production was probably 2002, so. But yeah, he goes over to Gimbal's, <laughs> tries a fragrance spray, it's like a perfume, but he like puts it in his mouth and... <laughs> I tell you, this, this, this movie's just hilarious, I know. Uh, goes over to, uh, I guess, this, I guess San, Santa's workshop area. You know, goes over to Santa, Santa's workshop and then the boss is played by... Um, Faison Love, yep, yep, uh, boss, boss is played by Faison Love, and then he meets a, another employee, uh, played by Zoe Deschanel, uh, Jovi, Jovi played by Zo Zoe Deschanel, and, oh, and Walter is played by James Caan, as I'm, re as I'm reading through, um, IMDb, and Bob Newhart plays Pop Elf. So yeah, so Gimbal's manager, played by Faison Love, and... But he just starts, uh, he just starts kind of sing, singing randomly. He like, like he, like he, he even like asks Jovi about like singing and he says like, oh, singing is just like talking except louder. And, and it's like, it's like, watch this. I'm singing, I'm in a store and I'm singing, I'm in a store and I'm singing. And then, and the manager's like, hey, there's no singing in the North Pole. It's like, yes, there is. No, it's not. 
And then Buddy keeps uh, Buddy like keeps going back and forth with the uh, manager. It's like uh, this isn't the North Pole. He's like, yes, it is. No, it's not. 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 Where's all the snow? It's like because Buddy's actually from the North Pole, so he knows he's not in the North Pole. Um, but the manager doesn't know that. So, um, so yeah, that happens. I guess he starts working at the working at the gimbals, and they. And then at closing time, the manager says, uh, tomorrow, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. And then Buddy freaks out, Santa, oh my god. So, Buddy stays the night and um, makes a great, great, great display for Santa. You know, really amazing display for Santa. And um, probably the funniest scene in the movie. Uh, Santa shows up the next day and... I think uh, this gimbal Santa is played by Artie Lang, L-A-N-G-E, Lang, Long, um, apologize if I mispronounce anybody's name, and all the kids are going crazy for Santa, like, Santa, Santa, and then, and then Buddy's standing next to them, but he's, like, the only, like, man-child there, he's like, like, hey, Santa, it's me, it's me, Buddy, and like, <laughs> yeah, and then they send up the first kid, and then Buddy goes over to Santa, it's like, hey, you're not the, you're not the real Santa, to which the gimbal Santa says, what are you talking about, I'm Santa Claus, <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. It's like, it's like, if you're Santa, then what then what song did I sing for you on your birthday last year? Well, happy birthday, of course. He's <laughs> like, you smell like beef and cheese. You should be ashamed of yourself. You sit on the throne of lies. <laughs> and then eventually, <laughs> Buddy rips off the fake beard of the gimbal Santa, and the two of them start fighting. <laughs> and I never understood this about kids. <clears throat> you know, uh, no disrespect to any of the actual kids who are listening to my podcast, I realize my listener population is majority of between like the ages of 18 and 25. Um, but for the kids listening, why do you guys all of a sudden just start yelling instantly? Just like whenever something bad happens, like everybody just starts yelling, just ah, like they all started just yelling as the two men started fighting and then like the gimbal's manager got involved. <laughs> it's like, buddy goes to jail, there's one phone call, he calls his father, Walter Hobbs, who then bails him out. Walter Hobbs, who then bails him out, and then, uh, I guess, ends up having to take take him home, introduce him to the folks, introduce him to his wife and his son. Um, his wife, uh, Deb, or, no. no his, wife, his wife, Emily, played by Mary Steen, Steenbergen. And, um, His son. Well, I'm not sure who plays his son. Introduces him to, to introduce him, introduces him to his folks, and he realizes that uh, humans eat real food and not just uh, candy canes and candy corns and syrup. And so we have some laughs. Buddy gets in a snowball fight. <laughs> gets in a snowball fight with, I guess, his uh, his brother. You know, um, um, Walter's Walter's other son, and um, you know, o overall, I mean, this this movie, we see, we see, we see that you know, Buddy he meets his birth father who doesn't, who initially doesn't know that he exists, and then eventually gets annoyed. You know, Walter's kind of this like every man. It's like, what would you do? What would you do if? 
all of a sudden this <laughs> possibly insane like adult man child just showed up in your life. <laughs> Possibly saying like adult man child just showed up and what if this person is your son and like you know what what do you do now they even have like a whole DNA get a whole DNA test and John Favreau who is the director of this movie he actually makes a cameo in this movie as the doc as the pediatrician who uh, does the blood test and <laughs> the pediatrician who does the blood test he get, get, takes a take takes a finger prick and. You know, I mean, me personally, I don't like receiving shots. I don't like big finger pricks, shocks. I used to hate them. Not so much the finger pricks, but the needles, shots as a kid, that was just, oof, man, I got, I got some. In hindsight, they're funny stories, but, you know, doc doctor's visits, I mean, it was scary back then for me at like five, six years old, but um, <laughs> look back and laugh now, but. Still to this day, you know, going to the doctor's office, getting all these finger pricks and stuff, and this. But turns out, Buddy is the blood relative. He is the biological son of Walter Hobbs, and yep, but he is the biological son of Walter Hobbs, and. And uh, the two of them even end up going going to work one day, and they have a meeting with Miles Finch, played by Peter Dinklage, and I think uh, actually Kyle Gass, one half the the rock duo Tenacious D, and Kyle Gass he plays Eugene, who's one of um, Mr. Hob one of Walter's um, one of Walter's assistants. They have the idea to bring in Miles Finch. And Buddy just comes in and botches like the whole pitch meeting, the whole... He just comes in and botches it all. And he calls Mr. Finch an elf. And, you know, I'm just wondering, like, what was Peter Dinklage's reaction when they when he read for that, for that, um, for that particular scene? It's like, what was his reaction? Because, like, like, Peter Dinklage, you know... I'm a fan. I am, I am a fan of his. You know, you know everything he's done from like X Men: Days of Future Past to Avengers: Infinity War, Elf. I know he was on Game of Thrones, a show that I have not ever watched. Um, but yeah, Peter Dinklage is a very accomplished actor, very um, talented individual. But I wonder, with him being a uh, shorter gentleman himself, what was his reaction to Buddy? calling this character, this Miles Finch, a fictional character, you know, elf, and like, oh, he's an angry elf, and it's like, elf, 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 and so. <laughs> so yeah, they botch this meeting, and then Walter kind of just goes off on uh, Buddy, he says, you know, I don't care that you're my son, get out of my life, and, you know, it, it actually gets, it actually gets pretty, gets pretty real. You know, it's like, I don't care that you're my son, get out of my life, and, So, I, I think that the theme of, like, fatherhood, and, and, I, and I know we recently celebrated Father's Day, I think this movie, an argument could be made that this movie is also a Father's Day movie of fathers being able to accept their sons and sons being able to love their fathers and forgive their fathers for their mistakes in the past and, and um, 
and there, there's e there's even a scene where um, Fulton, who I guess is one of the higher ups at the publishing company, played by Michael Lerner, Fulton he shows up, I think, Christmas it's Christmas Eve, and Walter's got to do this um, this book pitch. He's doing a pitch, but then but then um, Walter's son comes in and sort of interrupts the meeting and then Fulton he says you know kid you got to get out of here you know we you know we got to do this pitch to this Walter to which to which Walter says like you know uh, Mr. Fulton uh, don't tell my kid what to do can we please do this another day like to which you know, Fulton's like you like like I flew all the way over all the way out here to hear to hear this pitch and I intend to he's like he's like you walk out of that door and then you are out of a job to which Walter eventually says like up yours I'm out of here and <laughs> to which then his to which then his son, to oh, uh, Michael played by uh, Dan Daniel Tay, yeah. Um, to which his son Michael repeats, he's like up yours, and like hey, 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 Michael, don't repeat that. <laughs> it's like all those times, like it's, it's like one of those relatable moments where one of your parent, where you, you have a parent who says, who tells you like not to say not to say something or not to do something, and then you see them say, <laughs> and you see, and then you actually like hear them say or do it, it's like ah, don't repeat that. <laughs> so. Yeah, and it's uh, Christmas Eve, and um, apparently Santa's sleigh, which runs on Christmas spirit, you know, Christmas spirit has uh, declined. So, with the help of Buddy, Michael, and Walter, Walter and uh, Jovi, who actually overcomes her, you know, fear of singing in front of people, they all sort of save Christmas. Santa crashes in Central Park. Jovi starts singing. Uh, Santa Claus has come to town, and through a coordinated effort with, you know, Walter Hobbs sort of distracting the Central Park Rangers, Santa's sleigh is able to fly, Christmas is saved, and, yeah, um, you know, I guess they, 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 all, they all live happily ever after, but, um, Walter, <laughs> Walter starts his own publishing company, and he publishes a book called Elf, which is a fictional tale about the about Buddy the Elf who found his family in New York City. So So yeah, I mean this movie I think this is the only movie okay, well this technically this is not the only movie on the list that is rated PG. Um, technically, Groundhog Day, our, our first movie on the Change Your Life series, was PG. Technically, yeah, technically that movie's PG, but really, it's a movie that can pass for PG thirteen today. This is, I feel like, the only like kind of kiddie movie. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not, not as like profound as, as the others. You know, it's not as profound as like, I mean, this is film number five already. We're more than halfway done. Um, you know, it's, it's not, not not as profound of an impact, I would say, as, like, Groundhog Day, Fight Club, um, our third one was Catch Me If You Can, uh, last week, The Count of Monte Cristo, like, those movies, I think, are more impactful. This movie, it's, it's kind of like a fun holiday movie. Um, unfortunately, as of the recording of this podcast, it is not available on any streaming platform for free. You can rent it on Amazon for like I think $3.79. You can I think purchase it on YouTube. What I did was I, I purchased the movie on, on YouTube 
movies and it was like a it was like a special edition where they had like all these like tidbits and like fun facts come up during the movie it's almost like for the old for the older uh gen z for the older zoomers uh listening like myself you know we'll say maybe anybody between the ages of gosh i don't even know <laughs> Maybe between the ages of like 20 and 27. Yeah. I guess my age, my age demographic. Really, really, like, really, I guess anybody, maybe even anybody like between the ages of 20 and 25 will probably remember on Disney Channel what they used to do was like they had the Disney Channel original movies, they had the premiere, but then when they re aired it, they would have like the special edition. I think for High School Musical, they had special edition where for the songs, it had the lyrics at the bottom of the screen. They had like the lyrics on the screen. And then I think they had the What's What edition, not just for High School Musical, but I feel like remember for like Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie, they had like the What's What edition, which is kind of like the IMDb. It's kind of got all these like little like bits and pieces of information, all these fun facts, all these fun behind the scenes facts and stuff. Um... So yeah, that, that was the version of Elf that I watched. Um, check it out, it's on YouTube, but you would have to purchase it. Uh, so, let me know in the comments, like, what, what, what do you guys think about Elf? Is it a Christmas season go-to of yours, like it is for me? Um, do, do, do you think it's a good Father's Day movie? Do you think it's uh, a movie that you have to kind of maybe do what I did, watch it as a kid? And then like rewatch it, but like rewatch it annually. Like start watching it as a kid, and then as you get older, as you mature, you know, rewatch it. Maybe you don't even have to watch it every year. Maybe just rewatching it as an adult, and then you get a different angle. Let me know in the comments below. On to the trivia. Okay, so um, right off the bat, um, just, just uh, looking at my IMDb, who was almost Buddy the Elf? Jim Carrey as Buddy the Elf? It almost happened. Check out who else almost starred in your favorite Christmas movies. Okay, well, that's a video that I have to watch, but, but hey, Jim Carrey as Elf, he would have killed it, okay? I mean, I'm glad that we got Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell as Buddy the Elf, but man, if they had Jim Carrey, he would have done great. Yep, Jim 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 Carrey would have killed it. Moving right along, uh, story from Ken Miller. Uh, Buddy was a baby in an orphanage who stowed away in Santa's sack. 
and ended up at the North Pole. Later, as an adult, he happened to be raised by elves. Santa allows him to go to New York City to find his birth father, Walter Hobbs. He, who is on Santa's naughty list for being a heartless jerk, had no idea that Buddy was even born. Buddy, meanwhile, experiences the delights of New York City and human culture, as only an elf can. When Walter's relationship with him interferes with his job, he is forced to reevaluate his priorities. Well said Ken Miller. Taglines. A comedy of elf fish proportions. <laughs> Good. Uh, official genres are action, comedy, family, oh, adventure, comedy, ad family, fantasy, and uh, romance. The movie is rated PG for some mild, rude humor and language uh, to the parents that are listening. Did you know? All right, some actual trivia. I, I, I call this I call this the uh, trivia section. <laughs> um, several minor traffic accidents occurred when Will Ferrell walked through the Lincoln Tunnel in his costume because people were so surprised and distracted from their driving to see him wearing an elf outfit. I see. So those scenes. So that one scene was filmed guerrilla style. Again, I always wonder. You know, any movie. Like, especially, like, the Fast and Furious movies or any movie where there's, like, a car chase, I always wonder, how do they, do they just film them guerrilla style? Do they have to block off traffic? And I think I've mentioned before how I've been to New York during production of some movie or TV show. I could remember a couple times, streets being blocked off and, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. And there's a ton of movies that take place in New York about Will Ferrell walking through the Lincoln Tunnel. I mean, of course we're going to stop and take a look. Director John Favreau used a remote control to trigger the Jack-in-the-Box toy <laughs> to get the startled reactions from Will Ferrell. I tell you, Jack-in-the-Boxes, those used to scare me as a kid. Um, I will never, ever, all right. <laughs> Honestly, they kind of startle me even today, as even as an adult. Jack-in-the-boxes, nope, I don't like them. Not unless it's the fast food restaurant. That's the only Jack-in-the-box that I will tolerate in my life. Due to his policy of appearing in family-friendly films, Chevy Chase was briefly considered for the role of Papa Elf by director Jon Favreau. However, Will Ferrell vetoed the idea because he disliked working with Chase when he returned to guest host Saturday Night Live in the mid-90s. Farrell said Chase was the worst host he worked with during his tenure on that show. Wow. Well, hey, you know, I mean, uh, I've always said that, okay, well, maybe it's, it's, it's different for this movie because Chevy Chase wasn't actually in the movie, but I've always said that the movies where there is shenanigans behind the scenes, co-stars can't work together, studio can't get along with the director or whatever the case may be, those are always the movies that come out bad when there's shenanigans behind the scenes. Um, but thankfully, Chevy Chase was not in the movie. That would have been a whole other uh, incident. Wanda Sykes was originally slated to play the Gimbal's manager, but backed out at the last minute. She was replaced, 
She was replaced by Faison Love, who insisted on still wearing the name tag. The name tag made for Sykes, which is why his tag inexplicably says Wanda. I've never noticed that. I have never noticed that. <laughs> wow. But hey, Wanda Sykes would have done great as well. The scene where Buddy eats different candies and pastries with the spaghetti noodles had to be shot twice because Will Ferrell vomited the first time. <laughs> Honestly, Will Ferrell, I don't, I don't, I don't blame you because you know all that candy mixed with spaghetti. Mm, no. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. I don't even want that image in my head. I'm not about to end up <laughs> having to re-record this whole thing. And, uh, some goofs. Continuity. The size of Miles Finch's black notebook changes. The book held by Eugene later in the movie is obviously much wider than when we see Miles' book for the first time. The people who make these continuity goofs eat, sleep, and breathe watching and rewatching movies. I don't know who was actually paying attention to that. <laughs> I didn't notice that, and I've seen this movie a million times. Y'all eat, sleep, and breathe Easter eggs. <laughs> and more power to you, honestly. Like, what, like more power to you. Anybody who, anybody listening who works for IMDb, you know, I got nothing but respect for y'all. Um, keep doing what you do. When Buddy and Michael take cover behind the snowbank during the snowball fight, rips in Buddy's tights can be seen in his inner thigh area one shot, but not in others. Okay, cool, cool. The scene at Central Park when Santa's trying to fix his sleigh, the trap doors open, but when Michael comes to help Santa, Santa asks Michael to open the trap door for him. Oh, okay. It's probably a improvised line, maybe an honest mistake. Yeah. Factual errors. Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel concert in Central Park was in 1981, not 1985, as the news anchor says when talking about the Central Park Rangers. The trucks on the skateboard that Santa gives Michael are facing the same way. It would be impossible to turn like that. A skateboard is put together with the trucks facing opposite each other. Skaters, to my skaters that are listening, can you please confirm? Because I haven't rode a skateboard in forever and I was never really that good at it. Um, Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk, Rob, Rob Deerdeck, uh, I can't wait to work with either of you. Uh, if you. If you guys could please can confirm confirm this. I can't wait to be on an episode of Ridiculousness. Rob Deerdeck, if you're listening. MTV, anybody? When Buddy enters Gimbal's, there is an overhead sign identifying entrance as E30, East 35th Street. Gimbal's was between East 32nd and East 33rd. Macy's in between East 34th and East 35th. All right. If you say so, because I don't know my way around New York like that. I just know the street numbers. I just know it's on a grid. I just know I need to go from point A to point B, and either the numbers are going up or down. Okay, I just follow the numbers. I don't really remember where places where things are. Incorrectly regarded as goofs, blood samples for paternity tests testing are sent to specialized labs to perform DNA sequencing. The testing cannot be performed in a doctor's office with results being obtained in only a few minutes as depicted. 
So that's one of those it's a movie moments. Um, almost, well, I know, I, th I think it goes into like a centrifuge or something. Oh, I don't know. I took, again, I took one semester of basic chemistry, general chemistry. So, I don't do blood. <laughs> Almost everything about Walter Hobbes' publishing company is wrong. Companies have a long queue of books that they work on, so they wouldn't waste time working on brainstorming a single book for weeks at a time. They also get their book manuscripts from authors who reach out to them rather than the other way around. It's unclear what Walter even does at work. <laughs> there isn't a bunch of books to be working on in the queue. <laughs> Ooh, man. Um, all right, all right, yeah. Um, maybe that's an it's a movie moment. Maybe that's a it's a kid's movie moment. But thank you for clarifying. Thank, thank you for clarifying IMDb that... Uh, Publishing companies, I could I, I could imagine because you know like companies like Peng, Penguin Publishing and Random House, uh, those are the only real publishing like kid like kids book like publishing <laughs> or publishing companies that I can really think of. Because uh, yeah, these these books are made pretty quick quickly. I I I can imagine. Yeah, never really thought of that one. One, uh, one at a time. All right. So that one's really important to everybody who lives in New York. While giving Buddy advice for his trip to New York, Santa adds that there are about 30 raised pizzas they all claim to be the original, but the real original location is on 11th Street. However, Santa is incorrect. He is referring to famous Ray's Pizza, which was located on 6th Avenue and 11th Street and operated between, between the 1970s and 2011. In actuality, the first raised pizza, which operated between... 1959 and 2011 was located at 27 Prince Street on the northern end of Little Italy, northern edge of Little Italy, Manhattan. Haven't been to Little Italy in like 14 years. Um, I was visiting my aunt who lived in Harlem at the time. I will definitely have to go back to Little Italy, go back to all these original Ray's uh, pizzas. Get some gelato while I'm over there, because um, cause, yeah, I mean, who doesn't love pizza? Um, but come to New Haven. Yes, you definitely got to come to New Haven, Connecticut. You know, uh, regardless of where you're listening from, you know, I mean, New Haven. Pretty sure we invented pizza. Uh, <laughs> we definitely invented the hamburger. The hamburger was invented in New Haven, Connecticut. All right, at a place called Louis Lunch. Don't let anyone tell you any different. Okay, Connecticut, we invented the hamburger. I'm pretty sure pizza is the... Well, either it is the official food of the state of Connecticut, either it is the official state food, or there was some sort of, like, resolution, some sort of, like, either resolution or, like, bill um, in the Connecticut state capitol in Hartford. They wanted to make pizza the official state food of Connecticut, but I'm not sure if that went through or not. Alright. Uh, I'll read one quote. Uh, buddy, thinking Miles is an elf, do you want to borrow a reindeer to get down here? <laughs> Did you have to borrow a reindeer, a reindeer to get down here? Miles Finch, hey Jackweed. I get more action in a week than you've seen in your entire life. I've got houses in LA, Paris, and Vail. 
in each one a 70-inch plasma screen, so I suggest you wipe that stupid smile off your face before I come over there and smack it off. You feeling strong, my friend? Call me Elf one more time. Buddy, after a pause, he's an angry elf. And then Mike promptly attacks him. The more you buck around, the sooner you gonna find out. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, crazy credits. The snowman closes out the movie by saluting and winking at the camera. Okay. Connections. Um, this movie was featured in Late Night with Conan O'Brien. They had guest stars uh, James James Caan, David Cross, and Greg Bearhart. Soundtrack, Pennies from Heaven, 1936. That movie's been in a couple... That song's been in a couple movies. Uh, here's one user review. A really nice, funny movie for Christmas, despite a little bit of the inevitable smaltz. Accidentally finding his way into Santa's bad, once bad, probably bag, one, one Christmas Eve... Little baby orphan Buddy ends up in the North Pole, where he is raised by the elves as one of their own. As he gets even bigger and less and less suited to the elf lifestyle, he is told about his real father and decides to go to New York to find him. However, Buddy's natural smile and elfish enthusiasm doesn't really fit in with New York, not to mention a father who rejects him. When I first saw the trailer for this film, I laughed slightly, but I also thought that it could easily be just awful. Despite this fear, I decided to go and see it on the basis of seeing Farrell in the reloaded MTV spoof on the DVD and being very funny. I was glad that I did, as the film was refreshingly funny, very enjoyable, despite the weaknesses inherent in a seasonable film of this nature. The jokes are a mix of adult and children, but not separately. The humor is of a nature families can all enjoy rather than being a one for me and one for the kids type. The fan the film does get a lot does get a little sweet towards the end, but it manages to avoid this usual trap for the majority of the film and can't be expected to not be all Christmas cheer at some point. The fish out of water stuff is pretty funny, and Farrell makes his character funny without being annoying to the audience, as he feared he might be from the trailer. Khan is good, but has to work with the Scrooge character of the film, and thus gets fewer laughs. The support cast is good with fun turns from Newhart. Asner and Steenberg. It goes, it does get a little sickly sweet towards the end, and the fish out of water jokes do wear a little thin towards the end, but mostly it was very fun and refreshingly fun to watch. The film is made better by a performance with Farrell that is perfectly pitched without being annoying and full of spark and wit. Bob the Moo, November 15th, 2003. Uh, yeah. Again, I, I agree. You know, it, it is a kid's movie. Um, not all the jokes are going to win. You know, o overall, I give this movie a solid 6.5 out of 10. Yes. That's my official rating. It's a fun movie. It works, I think, for kids and adults. Uh, not the way that Shrek 
works for kids and adults. Um, but yeah, I get I get the whole fish out of water trope, and you know, yeah. O overall, I still think it is a fun movie. It is and always will be. A fun movie that was released on November seventh, two thousand three. Uh, it was filmed in oh wow, it was primarily filmed in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, Canada. Shout out to my listeners up in Canada. Uh, produced by New Line Cinema. Um, box office, it had an overall budget of $33 million, estimated budget of $33 million, made $178 million uh, domestically, and a total of $227 million worldwide, opening weekend in the U.S. and Canada. It did not, it did not make its reported budget its opening weekend. Opening weekend only made $32.1 million, so almost almost you know it was like less than a million dollars off it was about nine hundred thousand dollars off but in the long run they made a profit technical specs runtime's an hour and 37 minutes so this movie's not even really that long aspect ratio 1.5 1.85 to 8 shot in color and um that's about it for elf uh, lastly, I will see what did Rotten Tomatoes say. Okay, so Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it eighty, gave it an eighty-five percent. Um, the audience, and that's you know two hundred reviews combined, eighty-five percent. So certified fresh. Audience score two hundred fifty thousand plus ratings, seventy-nine percent. Um, I'd give I I'm I'm with the audience on this this particular this particular movie because. Because again, I don't consider it to be like one of the greatest films of all time, and I don't consider it. I don't even consider it to be. It's a Christmas classic. I I put it maybe. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's like a top ten Christmas movie of mine. I I wouldn't put it above like Home Alone or anything. Um, you guys can let me know now if you want. Like what like what are your top five like Christmas movies I'll probably put that poll out there it's probably gonna be out there like on like my Instagram make sure you guys are following me on following me on Instagram which I'll talk about in the end of the episode I'll probably put that poll out in December you know when we get to the Christmas season the critics consensus a movie full of Yuletide cheer elf is a spirited good-natured family co comedy and it benefits greatly from Will Ferrell's funny and charming performance as one of Santa's biggest helpers. Yeah, I mean, Will Ferrell is a very, very uh, fun actor. He's a very, very funny, funny individual. Um, like I said, I enjoyed this film. Let me know. Um, you know, let, let, let me let, feel, feel free to let me know in the comments down below or on or. Or on, on Instagram via you know comments on Instagram uh, or, or or direct message. Let me know what you guys thought about Elf. What do you guys think about Elf? What do you guys think of um, today's episode? Would you do you side with the eighty five percent or do you or do you side with the audience score of seventy nine percent? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you guys. Make sure to if you liked what you heard today, uh, be sure to give us a five star rating on all of your listening platforms. And I, 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 I will even be 
selecting a few a few of them to read just just make just make sure that when you when, when when you leave a review or you leave a comment make sure that you specify that it's okay to read and I will and I'll, I'll, I'll read it during during an episode and yep and, and and some of you will actually get to have your reviews and your comments read during the live episodes that that, that is something I would like to do and you know, I, I, I can't believe, <laughs> you know, this episode is the 50th episode of Cobb's Corner. Can you guys believe it? 50 episodes. This podcast has been around for one whole year. We've got 50 episodes out now. You're listening to episode 50. Um, our next milestone is 75. I think, I think 75 is our next milestone. And then 100 after that. I got some really big, big announcements coming for the 100th episode, I'm not sure when that will be. Um, maybe this year, maybe next year. Who knows? But thank you guys so much for your continued love, your continued support, your continued, um, you know, listening to this podcast over the last year and you know, 50 episodes. So next week we'll be reviewing Limitless, which is a movie with Bradley Cooper from 2011. And that will be movie number six on our Change Your Life series. There are eight movies. There are eight movies total. We will be on movie number six. Be sure to follow Cobb's Corner on all social media platforms. All those links are in the show notes below. Uh, turn on your and, and turn on your post notifications because I drop a new episode. Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you definitely don't want to miss out. I'll talk to all of you in the next episode. Peace.